Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. Sex is one of the most fascinating and fun subjects to talk about. I don't know about you, but when I get together with my friends and we talk about sex, we share everything from what we like, what we don't like, to our embarrassing moments. Who has a small one? Who has a big one? What's better? Anal, yes or no? What are your favorite sex positions? So on and so forth. It's one of those things that it's sort of private, but at the same time, people tend to share with each other. In this episode of The Megaphone, I'm going to talk to you about sex life after people become parents and how that compares to the impressions I have gotten from what I have read and heard about child-free sex and, of course, my own experience as well. But before I get into it, it's important that I clarify that none of the information that you're going to hear today is based on thorough scientific studies. Most of it comes from polls that were conducted online. The main one is not mine. I will leave a link in the description below so you can check it out but I found the insights very helpful for my research. I'm also going to tell you something that I found out during the time that I was looking into the subject that was news to me. And it's maybe something that you have not thought about, just like I hadn't, but I thought it was so interesting. So let's talk about child-free sex, baby. When I think about my girlfriends who have decided to have a kid and how our conversations about sex have changed after they become parents, the same things come to mind over and over again. And it's mainly that the frequency in which they have sex has declined, that they're always tired because they have to take care of a needy, tiny human being, that their sexual drive is not the same. They don't find it as satisfying as it was before they got pregnant. They're less adventurous, and sex has become more of a routinary kind of thing. Unfortunately, I cannot say that any of the couples that I know who are parents have had an improvement on their sex life. I'm not saying that's impossible, but apparently it's very rare. So I started doing some research online on this subject because I wanted something to support and validate what I felt was one of the things I found very difficult about parenthood. I found the results of a poll that was conducted in the United States in which they interviewed around 1,000 people, and not surprisingly, the results are not far from what I thought they were going to be. The poll is called Your Sex Life After Kids, Exploring Intimacy Changes After Having Children. It has information regarding methodology, but it doesn't state if all the people surveyed were heterosexual or if they have different sexual orientations. I will not assume anything, but I thought it's important to point this out. The first result that jumps out is that the poll found that 46% of surveyed people said the quality of their sex got worse after they had kids. If we look at it by gender, the figures between men and women are very similar. So 43% of men said the quality of their sex got worse, and 47% of women thought the same. The poll study says that this could be due to numerous factors, including the fact that having a baby can change completely your sleep schedules and also limit your free time for romance. I guess both reasons can keep anyone's libido down. When they were asked about changes in sexual desire and intimacy after having children, 61% of women said that they had decreased sexual desire, whereas only 30% of men said the same. On the other hand, 51% of men said that they had neither increased nor decreased sexual desire. 
So it is apparent that mothers are the ones that are taking the hardest hit on this regard. More than half the men seem to keep a normal sexual appetite, while the proportion of women who lose some of it is staggering. So if parents are having less sexual intercourse, what are they doing instead? The poll indicates that the most increased acts of intimacy were cuddling, manual stimulation, and oral sex. On the other hand, the most decreased acts of intimacy are making out and vaginal intercourse. Regarding monthly sex frequency, the people answered that before they had kids, they had sex on average 19 times per month. After the children were born, they had sex on a monthly frequency of only 10 times per month, which means on average parents experience a 47% decrease in sex frequency. It is understandable that after they have children, sex frequency lowers because parents have to dedicate more time and energy to their offspring. So they need to get a little bit creative to get busy. The poll asks them how do they find opportunities to get intimate and they are giving a list of several situations that might or might not apply. The most voted one was waiting until the kids were asleep. So they need them to snooze in order to have intimacy with their partner. The second one was being extra quiet, which I can't imagine doesn't come easy to some of them. The third one was putting kids to bed early. There are two situations that are also on the list that I found are absolutely mind-blowing. One of them is taking the kids to relatives' home. So basically, parents take their children to their grandparents' house or their uncles or aunts so they can have a break and have sex. The other one is using technology to engage kids. So what I understand is they give their kids a phone, a tablet, or turn on the TV and then take advantage of 10 to 15 minutes of the child's attention span to go and have sex. Did anyone say quickie? This poll also asks the parents if they lock their door during sex. 67% answered yes, while 33% answered they don't. The consequences of not locking up resulted in 15% of the surveyed parents saying their kid walked in on them during sex. And while the children are awake, the frequency of sex is rare. 40% of the people said they would rarely have sex while the kids are awake. And 63% of the surveyed people say that intimacy is either difficult or very difficult when their children are up and about. And the top three locations for the parents to get down and dirty while kids are awake are the shower, the bathroom, and the master bedroom. But there is another one location on the list that made me laugh out loud, and it is the kitchen or kitchen pantry. It is clear that sex after parenthood usually doesn't come to a screeching halt. But there is definitely a decrease in frequency, mainly because the amount of free time that the parents have to get intimate without a tiny human asking for their attention is very short. The results of this poll absolutely validate what I have heard from my friends who are parents, and now I feel kind of sad for them. Now I needed to ask child-free women what their thoughts were, because I wanted to know if the female child-free community agreed with the results of the poll, which are in line with what I had in mind. So I started a poll in one of the largest female child-free Facebook groups, because I wanted to know what their views were regarding success child-free in comparison to their friends who are parents. So I asked them if they thought that child-free women have more and often better sex lives than women who have children. It was not a surprise to see that 70% of the women who answered this poll agreed that yes, they have more and often better sex than their friends who have kids. 1% of the women who answered the poll said that they thought that both child-free women and mothers get the same amount of sex on average. 0% of the surveyed women thought that women who are mothers are getting more or better sex than them. And I also found something that piqued my interest. 
and it is that 28% of the women who answered my poll ticked the box that said, what is sex? The reason I put that option in the poll was because I understand that some women are not in a relationship or even dating or they don't have a fuck buddy or whatever you want to call it. So they're not having any sex. And that's okay. We all have dry spells. But when I started digging deeper, that's when the most interesting thing appeared. I found out that several of these women were either asexual, putting off sex, or they were virgins. Regarding the latter, I'm talking about women from their mid-20s all the way up to their 50s, who are child-free and are still a virgin. It feels like it is a lot more common than anyone could think. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. I, for one, lost my virginity when I was in my mid-20s, while most of my friends had already had sex by the time we were 18. So when I talked to these women who were still virgins, I realized that some of them want to have sex. They just haven't had the chance to do it. And there are also a few who want to wait until they get married. On the other hand, some other women who have been sexually active in the past are just absolutely scared of getting pregnant. So they are putting off their sex lives because even though they're using birth control methods, they're still not willing to even risk it. This group of ladies got me thinking about my own experience. So like I said, I started having sex in my 20s and I'm in my mid-30s now. I have taken so many pregnancy tests, mainly the home pregnancy tests, you know, the pee on a stick ones, but I've also had blood tests done. The thing is that there was absolutely nothing, nothing that was pointing to a probable pregnancy during any of these times that I actually took the test. Nothing. I was just so paranoid all the time, so paranoid. I wanted to make sure that I was not pregnant, as I realized afterwards, because at some point I thought my obsession had to do with the fact that I wanted to become a mother, which was, as you already know, the next step to take in my life because it was what everyone expected of me. So I took all these tests to see if I was pregnant, but my obsession wasn't really about me becoming a mother because I never really wanted that. My obsession, and I understood this a long time after all of this happened, was because I did not want to be pregnant. I was so scared. So I get you, ladies. And I can tell you now from my experience that after I got voluntary sterilization surgery, my sex life has taken a turn for the better. By leaps and bounds. It's crazy. It's so different now than it was before. And I think it's because there isn't that fear that I'm going to wake up one day and find out that I'm carrying another human being. And it's also a lot more pleasurable. I think, because I can forget about the unintended consequences of such an intimate and personal act. So I get to really be in the moment and enjoy it a lot more. In conclusion, after having read the results of the polls and doing the research, and also being able to see my own experience from a different perspective, I can say that one of the perks of being child-free and having chosen to have an active sex life is that I'm able to really relish and enjoy my sexuality because I have the time to invest on it without being interrupted, and I have the time to focus on me and my partner, and because it is 100% about the pleasure and 0% about reproduction. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories, and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, 
continue fueling your inner fire.